Section 23 of Stories of the Scottish Border by Mr. and Mrs. William Platt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 20 After Flodden. So deeply did the tragic result of Flodden touch the hearts of the Scottish people that no Scot could for many a long day hear it mentioned without a heart thrill. Many are the songs written about it, the most famous perhaps being The Flowers of the Forest, written two centuries later, though partly founded upon an older and almost forgotten song. The Flowers of the Forest I've heard them lilting at our you milking, lasses are lilting before dawn a day, but now they are moaning on ilka green loaning. The flowers of the forest are all weed away. At buttes in the morning, nay blithe lads are scorning. The lasses are lonely and dour and way. Way daffing, nay gabbing, but sighing and sobbing. Ilkan lifts her leglin and hies her away. In hairst at the shearing, nay youths now are jeering. The bandsters are uncled and liart or grey, at fair or at preaching, nay wooing, nay fleeching. The flowers of the forest are all weed away. At e'en in the gloaming, nay yonkers are roaming, bout stacks with the lasses at bogle to play. But ilk maid sits dreary, lamenting her dearie, the flowers of the forest are all weed away. Dull and way for the order, sent our lads to the border. The English for once by guile won the day. The flowers of the forest that fought I the foremost, the prime of our land are cold in the clay. We'll hear Neymar lilting at the ewe milking. Women and bairns are heartless and way, sighing on moaning on ilka green loaning. The flowers of the forest are all weed away. Jean Elliot, 1727 to 1805. Following poem also gives eloquent and touching expression to the deep gloom which descended upon the border after the fatal battle, and tells of the despair felt in almost every Ettrick home. Selkirk after Flodden, a widow's dirge. October 1513. It's but a month the morn sin, all was peace and plenty. O Hurst was Hufflin shorn, aidant men and lassies denty, but now it's all distress. Never mare a merry meeting, for half the bairns are featherless, and all the women greeting of Flodden Field. Miles and miles round Selkirk town, where forest flowers are fairest, ilka lassie's stricken down with the fate that furs the sairest. All the lads they used to meet by Ettrick braes or yarrow, lie in thrammelt head and feet in Brankston's deadly barrow, O oh, Flodden Field. Frae every cluck and clan, the best of the braid border, rose like a single man to meet the royal order. Oberg town itself sent its seventy down the glen, ask Fletcher how they fell. 
brave fechtin an to ten o flodden field round about their gallant king for country and for crown stood the dauntless border ring till the last was hacket down i blame no what has been they mon far that canna flee but oh to see what i ha seen to see what now i see o flodden field the suitors a full cruce o their leather and their lingle with their shoes in ilka hoose sat contented round the ingle no there's naething left but dool never mair their work will cheer them in flodden's bloody pool they'll neither wait nor wear them o flodden field while the weavers used to meet in ilka bildy corner no there's none in all the street save here and there a mourner walking lonely as a wraith or if she meet another just a word below their breath or some slaughtered son or brother or flodden field there stands the goodman's loom that used to gang sae cheery untented new and tomb making all the house sae eerie till the sicht i canna dree for the shuttles lying dumb speak the loudlier to me or him that wunna come o flodden field said nicht i covet over just to hold it frame my een but i hanna yet the power to forget what it has been and i listen through the hoose for the chappin o the lay till the scraping o a moose takes my very breath away o flodden field then i turn to sister jean and my arms aboot her twain and i kiss her sleepless een for her heart's as sair as mine a heart once full of fun and hands that ne'er were idle we o'er her cleedin spun against her jamie's bridle o flodden field now we've neither hands nor hurt in our grief the walk's forgotten though it's wanted every hurt and the craps are lying rotten was awesome blasts gone by and left a land forlorn in deathstool hurst they lie the shearers and the shorn of flodden field we winter creeping near us when the nichts are drear and lang nane to help us nane to hear us on the weary gate we gang lord o the quick and deed sin o'er ain we canna see in mercy mak good speed and bring us where they be far far frae flodden field j b selkirk james b brown by permission of w cuthbertson esq another lyric relating to the fatal battle of flodden refers to the gallantry of the suitors or shoemakers of selkirk who to the number of eighty and headed by their town clerk joined the army as it entered england they distinguished themselves greatly and few returned the yellow and green are the liveries of the house of hume taxed by some with being the cause of the defeat up with the suitors of selkirk and doon with the earl of hume and up we all the braw lads that sew the single-soled shoon fie upon yellow and yellow and fie upon yellow and green but up with the true blue and scarlet and up with the single-soled sheen up with the suitors of selkirk 
for they are both trusty and leal, and up with the men of the forest, and down with the merce to the deal. In Aiton's Lays of the Scottish Cavaliers, the following well-known poem tells how the news of the disaster at Flodden Field was received in Edinburgh. Edinburgh after Flodden. 1. News of battle. News of battle. Harked is ringing down the street, and the archways and the pavement bear the clang of hurrying feet. News of battle. Who hath brought it? News of triumph. Who should bring tidings from our noble army? Greetings from our gallant king. All last night we watched the beacons blazing on the hills afar, each one bearing as it kindled message of the opened war. All night long the northern streamers shot across the trembling sky, fearful lights that never beckon, save when kings or heroes die. 2. News of battle! Who hath brought it? All are thronging to the gate. Warder, warder, open quickly. Man, is this a time to wait? And the heavy gates are opened, then a murmur long and loud, and a cry of fear and wonder bursts from out the bending crowd, for they see in battered harness only one hard-stricken man, and his weary steed is wounded, and his cheek is pale and wan. Spearless hangs a bloody banner in his weak and drooping hand. God, can that be Randolph Murray, captain of the city band? 3. Round him crush the people, crying, Tell us all, O tell us true, Where are they who went to battle, Randolph Murray sworn to you? Where are they, our brothers, children? Have they met the English foe? Why art thou alone unfollowed? Is it weal or is it woe? Like a corpse the grisly warrior looks from out his helm of steel, but no word he speaks in answer, only with his armoured heel chides his weary steed, and onward up the city streets they ride, fathers, sisters, mothers, children, shrieking, praying by his side, by the God that made thee, Randolph, tell us what mischance hath come, then he lifts his riven banner, and the asker's voice is dumb. For, The elders of the city have met within their hall, the men whom good King James had charged to watch the tower and wall. Your hands are weak with age, he said, your hearts are stout and true, so bide ye in the maiden town while others fight for you. My trumpet from the border side shall send a blast so clear that all who wait within the gate that stirring sound may hear. Or if it be the will of heaven that back I never come, and if instead of Scottish shout ye hear the English drum, then let the warning bells ring out, then gird you to the fray, then man the walls like burghers stout, and fight while fight you may. T'were better that in fiery flame the roofs should thunder down, than that the foot of foreign foe should trample in the town. Then in came Randolph Murray, his step was slow and weak, and as he doffed his dinted helm, the tears ran down his cheek. They fell upon his corslet and on his mailed hand, as he gazed round him wistfully, leaning sorely on his brand. And none who then beheld him, but straight were smote with fear, 
for a bolder and a sterner man had never couched a spear. They knew so sad a messenger some ghastly news must bring, and all of them were fathers, and their sons were with the king. Six. And up then rose the provost. A brave old man was he, of ancient name and knightly fame, and chivalrous degree. He ruled our city like a lord who brooked no equal here, and ever for the townsman's rights stood up against prince and peer. And he had seen the Scottish host march from the borough muir, with music storm and clamorous shout, and all the din that thunders out when youths of victory sure. But yet a dearer thought had he, for with a father's pride he saw his last remaining son go forth by Randolph's side, with cask on head and spur on heel, all keen to do and dare, and proudly did that gallant boy Dunedin's banner bear. Oh, woeful now was the old man's look, and he spoke right heavily. Now, Randolph, tell thy tidings, however sharp they be. Woe is written on thy visage, death is looking from thy face. Speak, though it be of overthrow, it cannot be disgrace. 7. Right bitter was the agony that wrung that soldier proud. Thrice did he strive to answer, and thrice he groaned aloud. Then he gave the riven banner to the old man's shaking hand, saying, That is all I bring ye from the bravest of the land. Ay, you may look upon it. It was guarded well and long by your brothers and your children, by the valiant and the strong. One by one they fell around it, as the archers laid them low, grimly dying, still unconquered, with their faces to the foe. Ay, ye may well look upon it. There is more than honour there, else be sure I had not brought it from the field of dark despair. Never yet was royal banner steeped in such a costly dye. It hath lain upon a bosom where no other shroud should lie. Sirs, I charge you, keep it holy, keep it as a sacred thing, for the stain ye see upon it was the lifeblood of your king. 8. Woe and lamentation! What a piteous cry was there! Widows, maidens, mothers, children, shrieking, sobbing in despair. Through the streets the death-word rushes, spreading terror, sweeping on. Jesu Christ, our King, has fallen. Oh, great God, King James is gone. Holy Mother, shield us, thou who erst did lose thy son. Oh, the blackest day for Scotland that she ever knew before. Oh, our King, the good, the noble, shall we see him never more. Woe to us, and woe to Scotland, O oh, our sons, our sons and men, surely some have scaped the Southron, surely some will come again. Randolph Murray describes how the monarch lies dead on the field, with his nobles around him. All so thick they lay together when the stars lit up the sky, that I knew not who was stricken, or who yet remained to die. A hollow knell is rung, and the miserere is sung, and all is terror and disorder, until the provost rouses them. If our king be taken from us, we are left to guard his son, 
up and haste ye through the city stir the burghers stout and true gather all our scattered people fling the banner out once more randolph murray do thou bear it as it erst was born before never scottish heart will leave it when they see their monarch's gore end of section 23